Welcome to Powered by Her, exploring the stories of how area women power their business. Hear from the growing network of female entrepreneurs of the Upper Cumberland with your host, Tiffany Anton, director at the Biz Foundry. Powered by Her starts now. Hello and welcome to Powered by Her in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center. I'm Tiffany Anton with the Biz Foundry and today I have Serena Wells on. Good morning, Serena. Good morning. Thank you for coming. And so you are kind of the serial entrepreneur type. I am officially a serial entrepreneur. Now I have three businesses. Yes. It's kind of crazy. So um, my first round with you was Wells Built Homes. So tell me what that is a little bit. Describe what you do with that and because that's kind of that was the biggest thing to start you off yes the overarching or first business actually started wells built home in 2007 so and been in business for 12 years now so made that over that 10-year hump officially uh, it's a design and build firm and uh, in the early days we focused on uh, it, it's we've always focused on remodeling because for me it's more creative than new construction but we were uh, building and remodeling half-million-dollar custom homes and uh, then kind of tra- transitioned into design only when I had my little girls. I have two little girls, so I'm a mompreneur. <laughs> uh, they are eight and six. And uh, so did design strictly for a while and then started slowly getting back into doing uh, managing projects. So you kept saying we. Did you have other people on your team with you? Well, uh, a lot of it is just me, but as when you're in construction, you do have to hire out, you know, subcontractors. So it really is a team effort, even if I'm leading the charge. Yeah. Okay. So you you mentioned that you have two other businesses. So what are those two other businesses that you're venturing into right now? Well, my uh, other business that I'm, uh, I'm a pedal pusher now, uh, pedal and rake, and I cut uh sell cut flowers. I'm a master gardener and have always loved gardening, but officially am uh, selling to the public this year. I'm super excited. I've been able to do uh, a couple of of events tonight. Of course, this will air later on, but Burger Fit Launch Party will feature some of my gorgeous blooms. And um, the other business that I'm doing, helping another person launch their business and, and a partnership is Norris Kombucha. Okay. So are you, do you, you know, are, are all your businesses like kids? Do you have a favorite? Do you, have, do you love them all equally? I found really they're seasonal. So, uh, of course, flower farming happens to be in the, during the growing season. And I take on some more major projects during the winter, uh, so, you know, starting when, you know, we have a killing frost and then through the winter. And I do design projects um, a little bit all through the year, but try to do that where I'm on site during those times where I'm not doing flower farming. And then um, Norse kombucha is just uh, all the time. Why did you, what, what made you decide to be an entrepreneur? I was raised in a home that was, I guess it, did, it just came naturally. All my family were entrepreneurs. My father was a general contractor and a subdivision developer. Uh, my mom ran a daycare out of her home for 10 years. My grandparents had a wholesale re- retail nursery. Um, a lot of my family were in the building trade, and that's how I got started in construction. Uh, my uncle is an electrician. So a lot of entrepreneurs uh, tell that story of how people say, oh, are you, you're going to quit your full-time job. You're going to go out on your own. It's so scary. Mine was kind of the other end of the spectrum. I'm surprised people didn't say, when are you going to go out on your own? Yeah. So did you, um, did you work in the construction world 
first? I did. I actually built my first home with my dad when I was 15 years old. So people look at me all cross-eyed when uh, when I tell them I've been in the building industry for 25 years, um, but that's how I got started. So at 15, I actually learned how to drive going back and forth to the job site that first summer. So. Wow. So so he was your first boss? Yes, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then did you work for other people after that as well? Um, I had had various jobs, just like anybody, you know, organically working for an attorney here in town. Uh, in high school, I did retail, those kinds of jobs. I think that probably made me realize that I wanted to not work for somebody else and that I wanted to be my own boss. I didn't work in construction uh, under anyone else but my father. Um he actually called me back in uh, after I had graduated from college. I went to tech and I have a degree in psychology and he asked me to come in on that uh, on a sub big subdivision project and help him uh, develop that. So the one thing that I find very interesting about you is that you can go from the tool belt and the work boots and the jeans to literally the jewelry coordinated with the <laughs> shoes to the coordinated with the pants and um, the dresses. How do you, how do you put wear all these hats? That's really funny. I was just thinking about this morning when I was putting on my outfit because you have to dress the part, right? It helps you get into character, like just like acting. So, you know, when I'm a designer, I have on the designer gear showing that I can put myself together. And then for the four, for the sad folks that are on my construction site, I don't always look so great. <laughs> and it's funny how people come up to me and they're, oh, I've seen you. And they have, they don't recognize me at all when I'm, you know, all, all dolled up because, uh, you know, I'm in a tank top and shorts and got my so hair pulled you, back. How do you chuckle at all? How do you, how do you tap into what, what inside you allows you to tap into the, the proper resources for the proper events? Or? It's, it's definitely a lot easier when you're going in one direction and channeling that one thing, you can kind of get your head straight. It's, I probably put myself at a disadvantage because of that, doing all these different things. But I, I know that that's something that people say you're supposed to just focus and go towards one thing at a time. And I told my husband that, which he's an amazing support. I have a really good support system and no one is in the background questioning my efforts. Uh, and I, I mentioned that to him. I said, what, what do you think that I should do going forward? You know, I always say, I don't want, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I don't, I'm not sure I will ever know what I want to be when I grow up, but it's okay. I don't have to grow up or be just one thing. And he said to me, why do you want to limit yourself? Why can't you be all those things? And I'm surprised I didn't cry. <laughs> For somebody to say that and to validate your own thoughts when you're questioning something like that, like, uh, you know, I need to be in a different mode than I am. Uh, but I definitely wear, I don't say I wear a lot of hats. I say I wear a lot of shoes. A lot of different types of shoes. That's right. We're going to find out more about where Serena draws her um, strengths from. You're listening to Powered by Her in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center. I'm Tiffany Anton with the Biz Foundry and Serena Wells, serial entrepreneur, is with us today. And so you mentioned your husband and you 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 have a large support system. So where else do you find emotional support? Um, other extended members of my family always cheer me on. Um, I I really have a great network of people, and some of them have been on this podcast, um, other women entrepreneurs. And uh, we actually have, Tiffany and I are members of this uh, organization, this 
we call it the ladies lunch and learn, but it's all women entrepreneurs. And really this sounds kind of corny, but it's a phenomenal, amazing experience to get together with other women who are going through the same stuff. You get lonely as an entrepreneur. You don't realize that other people are going through the same struggles that you are, even if you, you kind of know that, but until you hear it from somebody else and know that, Oh yeah, I can't do this thing because I'm, I have to find a babysitter or I can't fully focus on something because I have young children or, or self doubt. Yes. Self doubt. Uh, and I have, I have little things that I, that I tell a lot of people about that self doubt. So how important is it that you are able to connect with women face-to-face, in-person, once a month at this ladies' lunch? Um, We, like I said, once a month, we get to go and do that. And we talk about a lot of different things. We have panels. We just try to provide those resources. One of the overarching themes in everything I do is education. So it thrills me, you know, completely to be able to pass whatever knowledge I have on to other people. It always seems to creep in no matter what I do, whatever that whether it's construction or gardening, um, you know, being a business owner, just passing on that knowledge to other people. So it's really easy to do that. We hold those meetings at the Biz Foundry every second Thursday, second Thursday uh, at 1130 (laughs) together. (laughs) It really needs to be in stereo. Um, And all those ladies out there that are listening to this, and are totally inspired by all these amazing women, please come. We would love to have you. It's a great opportunity for a mentor-mentee relationship. So if you've been in business for over 10 years, or you're even thinking that you want to make that leap to be an entrepreneur, we want you there. So interestingly, so, you know, that you get some emotional support there. How do you find the business support that you need? So you are very, I mean, you know construction you know gardening you know a lot of things yes ma'am but maybe maybe running your finances is not your strong suit or maybe marketing or I mean there's got to be some suits that maybe aren't yeah I think you hit the nail on the head the shoes that you don't want to wear quite as much (laughs) that is so true and it's hard for me because I'm that type of person that always helps other people Uh, I'm an obliger, so I'm always giving of myself and never taking back. And so it's hard for me to reach out and say, you know what, or just to even acknowledge to myself that I need help in a certain, you know, department, accounting, you know, keeping my books. I hate it. It's I I don't want to ask. Right. I don't want to ask somebody to pay me, although they're happy to write the check. I don't want to sit down and do the invoice. So so if you had to pick a pair of shoes that was accounting, what kind of shoes would accounting be? Uh, I guess heels, since you don't have to stand in them all day if you're sitting and doing uh, accounting work on your computer. (laughs) So um, so what how did how did you how have you found the support or the resources to run this run a business, a legitimate business, and not just, oh, this is a side hobby that I'm doing? Um, We have the internet at our disposal. So if you really want to know something specific, jump on the internet and Google it. But the thing about Googling is you have to recognize the source that it comes from, and it has to be, you know, reputable, that information. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I read a lot of books. That's the, you know, you have to be a a lifelong learner because even in if you're established business 
you just look at how business is run in the last five years and, you know, last 10 years, how it's so drastically different than it has been in the past. You have to learn all about that stuff. I mean, you have, what is SEO? You know, those kinds of things. It's, if you have to educate yourself on that stuff. And so, yes, um, the internet podcasts from other wonderful people who have been there and can can tell you um you know very specific stuff or just general and inspirational um is is also very nice books and then locally if i wanted to um get some advice on something or just maybe see if i wanted to go in the direction i would probably hit the biz foundry so you just launched pedal and rake within the last couple months so how are you let's Let's give our listeners some specific tips on how to get that business out there to the public. What have you been doing that's that you've seen a return on? Um, that is a great topic because I have been so head down, uh, fingers in the dirt because our weather has been so beautiful. Putting all these flowers, I think I started seven hundred to a thousand, you know, zinnia and other seedlings. And the whole time in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I need to promote, I need to launch, which meaning, you know, coming soon and giving little tidbits of stuff. And so I really started on social media. Um, The first thing that I did was, you know, put up an Instagram page and uh, a subsequent uh, Facebook page. Um, I have a pretty strong network in Cookville. So Petal and Rake is fresh farm flowers, uh, organically grown. And so uh, there are other amazing farm flower farmers here in town. Uh, They're also master gardeners. And so instead of taking away from them, I want to do something a little bit different. So I'm actually kind of uh, hitching that same wagon on working with entrepreneurs, which I I do a lot. I found very much fell in love with working with other entrepreneurs and other businesses when we um, designed and built out the biz foundry. And so uh, I just, I really have a heart for it, and I want to provide to those women, business owners, and others, it doesn't have to be necessarily women, but business owners that are too busy to jump over and go get fresh flowers, so I provide business uh, weeklies, we call it in the industry. Um, it's a bouquet, you know, but we, we do do deliveries to businesses and boutiques and um, in, in a vase all ready to go. So you're trying to find your niche to, yes. to kind of mm-hmm. um, make you different than all the other flower That's farmers right. out, that are out there. And since I already have that network of people that are in, I've been working that network. So I've been calling people up and saying, hey, do you need flowers for your boutique? I've been um, so kind of like hitting the streets, kind of old style um, promoting um, face to face and cultivating relationships, I think is important. Instead of, instead of just trying to sell to somebody, cultivating that relationship is is how I'm starting to market besides social media. Do you find that in the Upper Cumberland that it's we're in a unique situation where you can hit the streets and go door to door and people will respond to you more than, you know, you go to even just Nashville and you're trying to sell it that way and not build the relationship. Um, I feel like we have this like kind of magical area where we can use our relationships to, um, further our businesses yes i love cookville if 
there was a second or third champion of Cookville besides those two uh, other podcast hosts that we all love. Uh, I might be number three. <laughs> I absolutely love Cookville. Um, I'm originally from Franklin, uh, Williamson County area, born and raised, and I choose Cookville over anywhere else in the world. So, and that's one of the things I love about it. It's the people that are in Cookville that really draw you in. And so there are these little circles of people. So once you know one person, they say, oh, I'll tell this person, this person. And you don't even realize that you already kind of were in that circle and you're, you know, you know, that person's best friend. Uh, so it's interesting. I don't, it's, you know, the Kevin Bacon seven, you know, yes. <laughs> not very far removed from anybody in Cookville. Right. And everybody is so, I would say for the most part, there's not very many people out there that aren't willing to help a person out. Something that I love about Cookville is that someone will hold the door for you and they will say thank you to you when you hold the door for them. In other places, that doesn't happen anymore. And, uh, that's why I'm here. And people say sir and ma'am. That's right. <laughs> yes, ma'am. We'll um, find out more about Pedal and Rake in a second. You're listening to Powered by Her in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center. We have Serena Wells in today, and I am Tiffany Anson. And um, so do you feel like you have to teach people why they want flowers or why they should have to? Do you feel like that's part of your marketing aspect of things that maybe is a little bit different than... A remodel of a house on flowers is actually probably the one business that I don't feel like I have to convince somebody or have that educational component um, ahead of of making a sale to somebody. Everybody knows flowers just bring joy, you know, to other to to you to others. It makes me so excited. The ladies from Cityscape came over to my pop up shop at the Biz Foundry yesterday and got flowers, and and it just makes my face hurts. <laughs> from smiling so much when they're so happy about having those flowers. And so I don't know that you have to really convince anybody of having flowers. I think once you get a little bouquet on your desk and you get to see it, you're, you're kind of hooked. Now on, on other, um, in other businesses, you do have to have that educational component uh, to it. Like the kombucha, people don't know what it is. You have to explain it to, um, and some people do, but those who don't, you have to kind of explain to them why they should be drinking it, you know, for the health benefits. So do you think that that educational aspect will help you help you grow that business to another level? Um, for Are you having a kombucha movement? in? <laughs> Hopefully. Um, come this fall, we'll have a kombucha movement. <laughs> yes, uh, those the kind of things, as they become more readily known to the public, just in general... Um, a lot of my, I'm a master gardener and, um, those folks, uh, this particular chapter, if you will, are all older retiree, uh, types. And even they come up to me and say, Oh, I've learned about this. And you know, I want, you know, here's my money. So, so <laughs> other than, um, word of mouth, how else do you educate people? Are you using your social media aspects? Are you blogging? Are you, how, how else are you educating people on? kombucha or the different aspects oh, yeah, face-to-face mostly um occasionally we'll do some posts like that it's definitely something that we need to do more of is to to put that information out there into the world and i think when when they we're still launching um norris kombucha itself has been um in play for um part of last year and so we are really gonna uh, hit it hard um in uh, come come the fall when our 
head brewer uh, is uh, done with school. Focus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what advice have you had over the years about running your own business that has really helped you kind of keep going? If I had to give somebody else some advice um, based on my own experience, it'd be like I had said to you before, don't be afraid to recognize and admit and reach out for that help. Because I think sometimes we spin our wheels a little bit too much knowing, I mean, it's great to educate yourself. And I think you should, you wouldn't go to an attorney, I wouldn't at least, or a doctor without knowing at least a little bit of base information about it. And so, you know, if they're, you know, selling you a bill of goods, mm-hmm. um, I, I, you shouldn't do that same thing in your business, um, but you sh- don't, don't screw around too long without reaching out to the professionals who can really make your, you know, take you to that next level. That's right. So have you had a time in any of these businesses, probably more so the construction phase Mm -hmm. of of business, that was just a dark period of things were not going right, maybe a bad interactions with a customer, um, where you kind of found some adversity, and how did you get through that? Well, this one's probably pretty obvious, but um, in the (laughs) I had just launched my own uh, company and was remodeling a our list price was going to be $640,000. $640, it was a 5,500-square-foot house. It was an old farmhouse. It was on a property that we were actually developing the subdivision. And so I had remodeled that whole house, and then here comes the, the crash. And so we actually held that house uh, and rented it out for six years. Mm-hmm. And during that time, you know, we decided to um, take that time, that hiatus, to start a family And uh, the timing couldn't have been better, but it was very hairy, you know, having that large property, um, you know, in play, although it was rented out, still very stressful. Did you, did you feel like uh, maybe this is now we're starting a family? Maybe this is not where I want to be spending my efforts and energy anymore. The family, I never questioned because I mean, just starting late, I think I was 31, 32 when I had uh, Harper, um, that was just good good timing. If there was ever going to be a good time, that was it. Um, but I did question whether I wanted to continue doing construction stuff. I mean, it's hard to when there's, you know, it's dead out there. I knew at some point it it would be uh, available to me again. Uh, even like when my my littlest one, Morgan, is going to kindergarten. I have been in my mind for a year putting forth the effort to, you know, how am I going to trump this up and, and be ready to roll, you know, full force. Do you think you'll go back to the construction stuff? Yes. Um, in fact, um, I have loved working for the Biz Foundry, and we have on the books uh, two other projects, one in McMinnville and one in Sparta. McMinnville will be a straight, for me, a design job. I will not be managing that project, but the one that's going to follow it in Sparta, I will uh we have already designed that one and I will manage that project. So yes, I really enjoy doing them. Sometimes, you know, if you're in a job, you hate going to work every day, but I was jazzed to go to that construction site every day because I knew I was working towards something bigger than myself. So do you find that you're just a person with a lot of passion because yes. the, I feel like all, <laughs> they're so, you know, you're, you're brewing a healthy juice and playing in the dirt and, you know, I love playing in the dirt (laughs) and dealing with 
you know, electricians that don't show up. Like, they're just such different things, but they clearly, mm-hmm. I can feel in this room, you're just so passionate about all of them. I have a lot of energy, apparently. I'm a problem solver. And uh, and that's what I say about uh, any problems when I'm, I'm talking to a client. If you have a problem, it's just an opportunity for a creative solution. So I could say the same thing to a business owner. If you have a problem and you just you can't get your head around it or you think it's the end, this is just an opportunity for you to pivot or, you know, come up with a creative solution. So overall, I'm just highly creative. And then, yes, I put a lot of passion into anything I do. What do you think is next for you? Where, where, What's your next business adventure that you think you're going to start out? I should probably focus on the ones I have for a little <laughs> while, but you know it's not going to happen. I have a business idea three times a day. Yeah. Um, but uh, I would like to see if I can uh, further pedal and rake. But um, the construction stuff is something I love. I just love anything I can do to make something with my hands. I always love to design stuff, build stuff, make stuff. So if anything that I'm doing, I'm doing that, I'm creating something with my hands and I can step back and say, I made that. I'm, I'm there. How much are you um, using the girls? You, you mentioned you have a six and eight year old. How much are they in, involved in pedal and rake? Well, Morgan is my irrigation specialist and Harper is the head of marketing and sales. So That's, they have official titles. There you go. Are they <laughs> loving it? Do you feel like you're inspiring the next oh, yes. generation of Powered by Hers that are going to be? Those little girls, little girls that are born to women entrepreneurs, are they, they're hilarious. Harper is the type. She's definitely going to be an entrepreneur of, in, on some level. She's the lemonade stand girl. And when we had this, I have bushels of daffodils that I've had just personal in my perennial gardens and we had a frost that came and it knocked all the daffodils over so I went through and cut them all they all looked fabulous they were just laid over on their side and I had maybe 10 massive bouquets I said we're going to go around and sell these and she she may have lost her mind how excited she was so we hit the children's museum and sold some bouquets and uh it really lit her on fire. So yeah. we'll be having a, a little pop-up stand on Saturday mornings on our uh, little nano farm, as I like to say. It's the tiniest of flower farms. And she will be manning that little stand and, and living it up. That's pretty exciting to be able to inspire these young females. Oh, yes. That you can do anything you want to do. You don't have to be stuck into like... You know, uh, my eight-year-old has said she wants to be an entrepreneur when she grows up. And I'm like, do you know what that means? And she said, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But I think she will find what she wants to do because I think she's kind of just inspired by by the world that I live in. And so it's pretty cool to be able to to do that. Yes. I think my little one also follows in my footsteps in her ability to focus. But maybe I could, we can work on that together. Yeah, we we can find you some people that <laughs> I need to outsource that. Can anybody get me some focus up in here? Yeah. Um, so is there any other information, anything that you want to impart on anyone before um, we kind of wrap up here today? I did kind of another thing that I guess I would tell other entrepreneurs in um, from my experiences that I in, in 12 years I've been in business. I've tried a lot of different ways of advertising, traditional ways like. Uh, in the yellow pages or direct mail kinds of things. And none of them seem to really work for me. Lead generators, they just didn't float my boat. 
Um, so, and, and I've always just organically done this, um, giving back to my community. I'm involved in lots of, you know, community-wide projects like the Heart of the City Playground, and I work and hold leader, leadership positions with nonprofit organizations. Uh, a few that I work with now are Food to the Rescue, Cookville Children's Museum, Habitat for Humanity. Um, I'm sure I'm leaving some out. The Biz Foundry. They're all amazing organizations, and there are many, many more in Cookville who are doing wonderful things. And um, if we give a little bit of our time to those and and extend our talents to those people that are trying to make those things happen, uh, it just makes our community such a much better place. You have the opportunity to network, and then people know, and they say, hey, this chick, Serena, she's awesome. What, so you mentioned networking. I mean, that is very, mm-hmm. very true. Is that the, the when you put yourself in these circles, mm-hmm. people undersell networking a lot, but yet then people know what you're doing. They know your product that you're putting out there, and then they are able to refer people to you. So, I mean, that's a huge, huge thing is giving a little bit of our time, um, which doesn't necessarily cost us monetarily. And mm-hmm. It can really further your business. Yes. I I think that that comes first because I just love to give of myself first. But I think that's how I have such a large network of people is because ever since I have been in Cookville, uh, my husband Aaron and I, not as married uh, couple, came here to tech in 98. And he is a mechanical engineer, works for Cummins uh, and an an amazing furniture uh, builder in his own right. Um. Went to tech and I have got my degree in psychology there. And so since we've been here, I have always given back to my community. I've worked, I, I volunteered for Habitat, even in college. And so when I started there and then, you know, just, just met lots of people um, through those types of things. So give of yourself and it will come back to you um, tenfold, if not a hundredfold. And through your business. And it's, yes. you know, it's not only just the, the, the good feelings. It definitely is mm-hmm. is a good. I mean, that's interesting that you almost use that as that's your number one marketing. It technique is. is. It really is. If you can get to a business a point in your business where you're not necessarily ref- by referral only, but pretty much by referral, you can overcome that hump of having to convince somebody of your value. You can just get straight to work providing them with an amazing, incredible service or product, and um, mm-hmm. that's the way I like to roll. Great. Thank you for that. That That's definitely great advice. So thank you, Serena, for being here today. Uh, you're listening to Powered by Her in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center. I'm Tiffany Anton with the Biz Foundry. Serena Wells, how can we get in touch with you? So Pedal and Rake has Facebook and Instagram. That's right. And so does Wells Built Home. I'm up there in the world as just Serena Wells okay. as well. S-E-R-I-N-A-W-E-L-L-S. Okay. And and does the kombucha have... Uh... It does. On Instagram and Facebook, okay. uh, Norris, Norris Kombucha, Pedal and Rake, Wells Built Home. Excellent. No S, kind of like Martha Stewart Home. If, All things home. If people can't find you, I, I know. You're, they're living under the, a rock. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Tiffany. I've had a great time.